and that you let the oppressed go free. Look, I declare every sickness, every congenital situation that has been harassing you, you are delivered tonight. And that you break every yoke. Not only that, he says, he said, then shall thy light spring as, he said, your, your light shall shine like the morning. Listen, after you finish this fast, everybody will recognize something about you. I can't hear your amen. I say your light will suddenly come alive in the name of Jesus. And then he said, and your health shall spring forth suddenly. Any sickness that started with you at the beginning of the fast, they cannot finish with you at the end of the fast. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. May your health spring forth speedily in the name of Jesus. May your youth be renewed like that of the eagle. Are you ready for some amens tonight? I say, may your youth be renewed like the eagles. In the name of Jesus Christ. And then he said, your righteousness will go ahead of you. Listen, after this fast, wherever you go, they will recognize that somebody who is justified, somebody who is anointed has come into the space. Your amen sounds a bit weak. Are you ready for amens tonight? And then he said, And the glory of the Lord shall be thy rear guard. You see, in warfare, we don't arm our backs. And that is where the enemy attacks. All the weapons of our warfare is frontal. Bible said in a season of fasting, there's a glory that will cover your back. That means that you will not be exposed. I said you will not be exposed. I said you will not be exposed. In the name of Jesus, the glory of God shall guide your weak points. It shall cover your weak places. Receive that word tonight. Receive that word tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Clap your hands and say a big amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those at the back, if you are not with a child, and you are an usher, come forward. The ushering time is over. Come closer. I want you to come very close. Quickly, quickly, quickly. God bless you. Amen. Please, I want to remind you that we have anointing oil, the communion wine. Amen. And if you don't, you don't have an anointing, a bottle of an anointing oil, you must get it. In this season, because we are going to pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yesterday, I told you the Lord laid on my heart to talk about the anointing. Say the anointing. Come on, say it again. Say it three times. And so tonight, to, yes, clap your hands. Hallelujah. I love that. Yes. Now, I'm going to show you what the anointing will do for you and what you have to do for the anointing. Let me hear you. Amen. amen. Now, in the book of uh, is it Exodus 30 verse 22, the Lord instructed, that is not the scripture verse I want us to read. The Lord instructed the children of Israel after they had come out of Egypt to prepare something that was synonymous or a token of what the anointing of God does for people. And he said that anoint this one, anoint this one, and anoint this person. And when you anoint these persons, this and this and that will begin to happen to them. By the time I'm finished teaching you this short message, you will realize that you are anointed. Uh, let me talk to the bear. Because most of you don't know that you are anointed, but you will realize that there's an anointing on your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
Now, take your Bible. Let's go to the book of Samuel. First Samuel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Samuel chapter 9. Chapter 16, sorry. First Samuel chapter 16. And verse 11. If you are there, say amen. Let's read verse 1 first, verse 16 of 11. And, and the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil. Say, fill thy horn with oil. And go, I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. So he said, fill your oil. Now, the emblem of the oil in the Old Testament was was. was to signify the Holy Spirit. Now you must begin to understand the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. Under the old covenant, the anointing will come upon you. But under the new covenant, the anointing doesn't only come on you. The anointing is with you and is in you. So they had two dimensions, the anointing with and the anointing upon. But now the Holy Ghost has made his residence within us. So we have a better covenant. Let me hear amen. Now, the anointing that is within you is to guide you, to lead you, and to cause you to have a triumphant personal life. So now I want to talk about the anointing that will come upon you. I can't hear you, amen. amen. You know, Bible said in Psalm 92, it said, my horn shall thou exalt like the horns of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So the anointing that will come upon you, it can be refreshed. It can be renewed. It can be alive and it can come again. So it's not only being anointed once. You can continue to be anointed and continue to be anointed. Tonight I declare to you a fresh oil is coming on your head. A fresh oil is coming upon your life. So that the battles hitherto you, you lost, you're going to win them in the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost coming down in Jesus' name. <laughs> yes. So they selected David. Now, let's go to Psalm 89 and let's see what the anointing did for David. When the anointing came on David, it was the prophet that took the vial of oil and went to the house of um, Jesse to anoint a man. Let, let's go to verses, let's look at verse 12, 16 verse 12. It said, and he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Listen. Hitherto you don't look nice, but the anointing is going to make you look nice. The anointing of oil is going to change everything about your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So, if we go to Psalm 89, when the anointing came on David, certain things happened to him. And that's what I want us to consider tonight. And then after that, I will tell you what you will have to do for the anointing or how you have to relate to the anointing. Say the anointing. Look, it is your greatest asset in life. The person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a bird. The Holy Spirit is not the oil. He is represented in the anointing oil as a token of what he can do. That's why I kept telling you that we must have tokens, handkerchiefs, 
anointing oil, communion wine, and everything that God has given us permission to use. Some people even use salt. I don't do that. But I only stay within the limits of the scripture. Let me hear you, amen. Because if you're a prophet and you don't know the scripture, you become a herbalist. Before you realize, you have started mixing concoctions for people. The problem is that you don't know the word, so you err. And so listen, they are tokens, say tokens. And you must begin to understand these tokens because in seasons of emergencies, you will need something that will remind you of something. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. You see, like if, you are, if, if somebody was coming to attack and you had a gun around you, you know your confidence level changes. Something, a representation of the power of God. You know, these things help you to focus your faith. They don't carry the power necessarily. But it's a reminder of what God can do through the power of his Holy Spirit. He can move through aprons. He can move through the anointing oil. He can act through the communion wine. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So this is why we are here. What we are doing is very, very spiritual. This is the last but one day. And so take your mind off physical things and begin to act and think spiritually. Let me hear amen. amen. Okay, so... Look at what happened to David. When the oil came upon his head. Let's go to Psalm 89. Take your Bible. Psalm 89. Thank you, Lord. Go to verses... Uh, Let's go to verse 20. Have you seen it? Now, it said, I have found David, my servant, and with my holy oil have I anointed him. Look at me. Every oil is ordinary. What makes it a holy anointing oil is when it is declared so. So we have anointing oil huh, is one of the five ingredients that is used to mix the holy anointing oil. But anytime prayer is said over that thing, it becomes an oil of anointing. That means that it becomes a career of the power and the capacity of what the Holy Ghost can do. Are you listening to me tonight? So, this is what the scripture is saying. He said, I have found David, my servant, and with my holy oil have I anointed him. Anytime the holy oil comes on you, it separates you. It makes you a different kind of person. He said, I've chosen him. Let me hear your amen. He said, I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him. Anytime the anointing comes on your head, immediately something separates. Tonight, two things are going to move out of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, look at me, everybody. Look at all the population in the world, about six to seven billion people. How many of them are Christians? Not many. So if you are a Christian, it's a sign that you have been chosen by God. You have been selected by God. I need you to have this mindset because you are saying that, but I'm not David. But in the kingdom, anybody who has accepted Christ, it's as if you have been chosen like how David was chosen. 
Because if the anointing could sanctify David, the blood of Jesus can do far better. And if the anointing could make Jesus, uh, David a precious kind of person, what do you imagine the blood can do? So listen to me. Put your hand and say, I'm selected. I am chosen by God. So all the things I'm going to say tonight, I need you to relate it to yourself. So as soon as the anointing oil hit David's head, something came. Something came around him. Something began to happen to him. And this is what the anointing began to do for him. Are you hearing me tonight? So let's look at the issues one by one. What the anointing did for David. And he's going to do the same thing for you. I want you to believe God tonight in the name of Jesus. But you see, he said in the last days, he said the weakest in the kingdom shall be stronger than David. So for us, the weakest amongst us should be even stronger than David. That is you. I said that is you. Can you believe this word tonight? That's what he says. He said, and the Lord himself shall defend Jerusalem. And the weak among them shall be stronger than David. I prophesy to you, you will do greater things. So listen, everything I'm going to share with you tonight, appropriate it to yourself. That is the anointed. So that when the oil touches your hair, you know it is not just oil for cooking. It is a, an anointing that is coming to sit on your life. Let me hear you loud, amen. Good. So look at what happened to David after the anointing came on his head. Number one, he said, verse 21, with whom my hand shall be established, my arm also shall strengthen him. So as soon as the anointing comes upon you, the first sign is that you become strong. Now, what he means is that as soon as the oil touched David's head, the presence of God came upon him. You remember? So, as soon as he anointed David, Bible said, and the spirit of the Lord, it left Saul and it came upon David. Tonight, as you are anointed, a new anointing is coming on your life. Look at me. The presence of God is going to settle on you. Settle on you very, very, very heavy. I said very, very, very heavy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So this is the first time with whom my hand shall be established. That means that when you have the presence of God, your life never goes down. I speak establishment. Now, look at your life. Just look at your life. Ever since you started serving God, if you look back, is there a year that has been better than this year? Really, it's no. I said, it's no. Somebody came to see me today. I knew the person. And this is the reason why I'm saying that. Because I've never seen any of you go down the way people can go down. And the reason why you don't know is that because the anointing, it is keeping you. This person I know, if he invites you to a party, you, you'll be amazed. Very, 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 very well to do. Today, he hasn't got money. I'm telling you, like, literally no money. Somebody that controlled companies, businesses. If you go to his place, the kind of workers he was controlling. And today, nothing. That's why I'm telling you, the Lord is with you. 
Can you begin to see it right now? Because there has never been a year when you see you have never been able to buy food for yourself. Has there been anything like that? Hmm. Like the way I've been seeing you, like all of a sudden, zero. I've never seen anybody here like that. If you are here, raise your hand. Hmm. Hallelujah. That means that every day it looks like your life is going higher and higher and higher. But you see, you can't see it. But it's because God's hand is on you and you are being established. Even if it's one step in a year, you realize that you are still going forward. But it's not as if you are collapsing or everything around you is being destroyed. It is God's hand and anointing that has kept you and it's going to take you higher. I said he's going to take you even higher in the name of Jesus. He said when the hand of the Lord is upon you, you are established. Come on, say establishment. Now, look. The distance between your house and the church should become shorter and should become less tedious as a result of God's hand upon you. Because you see, when God is establishing you, he makes distances shorter. He makes difficult things easier. So this is one sign that if you have been able to come to church all these years, it's a sign that you are established. And that the Lord is with you. Don't take it for granted. I'm telling you. A lot of people will faint just by reason of a distance. Now when you see that the hand of God is with a person. The person is getting established. The person is getting stronger. If you feel you are the one I'm talking to. Clap your hands and say a big amen. You see. Initially, you didn't have a car, but all of a sudden, now you have transport. It's a sign of establishment. Because when God's hand is with you, the only thing that happens is that you get stronger and stronger every day. For the part of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more onto a perfect day. You'll be established. Listen, if the hand of the Lord is with you, your marriage will grow stronger. When your marriage is disintegrating, it's a sign that the presence of God has left you. And how many of you here can tell me that things have gone worse than they used to? Amen? Amen. You will have dominion in the name of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? It means that everything around your life is being established. It's a sign that God is with you. I said it's a sign. It doesn't mean there are no challenges, but when you look at yourself, you see that you are the one anointed. Mm, I said you are the one anointed. So people can come into your life and leave, but their oil is on your head. You must believe that word tonight. So you stop shaking like a banana leaf when things happen to you. I am the anointed of the Lord. And these things will follow me. You will be established. I said you will be established. Everything about your life will come to pass. Clap your hands and say a big amen. So, this is the all that came upon. He said, and then God Himself began to speak that this is what the anointing has done for David. That same anointing will do for you. Glory to God. The next thing the oil did for him, verse twenty-two. Look at it. It said, "The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him." What does this mean? When we say an enemy is exacting upon you, that means the enemy has power to finish you. When an enemy is exacting upon you, he can close your life down. 
God is saying to you tonight that you see, because of the anointing, you cannot be finished. Uh, I say you will not be finished. They are certain enemies, they have the power to close you down and shut you down. But because of the anointing, Bible says that the enemy he cannot exact. That means that he cannot finish your life. He may try, but you will be stronger. Can you receive that word upon your life today? This oil, when it touches your head, it must remind you that the enemy cannot finish you. Oh, I said the enemy cannot finish. I said the enemy cannot finish. He may try everything, but he will not shut you down. Your enemy is somebody who is openly declared that they don't like you. And that they have vowed that they will kill you. They will stop you. They will destroy your marriage. They will do everything in their power to finish you. But listen, when you are anointed, it's words that carry no power. Everything they are saying, when it comes to you, it will change. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want you to believe and see yourself as David tonight. So that whilst you are sleeping, God will be working for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say the enemy cannot exact upon me. In Jesus' name. So you cannot be finished. This church cannot be finished. No matter what the enemy tries, the church will go on. He will do whatever he wants to do. But you see, he cannot close the kingdom of God down. Me, he cannot. Why? Because I am anointed. You too, you are anointed. May I remind you, I said you are anointed in the name of Jesus. The next point, verse 23, look at what he said. He said, and I'll beat down his foes before him and plague them that hate him. Now, there's a difference between an enemy and a foe. A foe is somebody who becomes friendly to you so that he can get into a position to destroy you. An enemy is somebody who declares openly that they don't like you. A foe is more dangerous. Bible says that that who is a foe, God will beat down his face. God will beat down his face. God will wear him out. He may come and try, but he will not succeed. He will send your info. Oh, I see God appoint uh, 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 somebody like a uh, Hushai for the council of Ahithophel. You know, Ahithophel was David's body body. The Bible said they ate together. And this man turned against David. You know, when your, your friend, you thought is your friend, knows every secret about you, if he joins your enemy, you know that it's a big deal. Because they've seen everything, they've heard your recording, the things you have said in confidence. Now they have it. And they've gone with the enemy. But you see, when God is with you, he will appoint a Hushai. So that he will turn the counsel of the, your foe into foolishness. May God rise for somebody tonight. Somebody who is talking about you and plotting your downfall. May God appoint a Hushai suddenly. Uh, and that Hushai may be somebody you don't even know. But he said, no, but this girl you are talking about, I don't think that's how she is. Stop this conversation. I'm not interested. And that plot will fall to his face. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you hearing me tonight? So a foe is somebody, you see, when your light is so bright, they come near you, you'll be beaten down. Fit columns in your life. God would expose them all. You see, you'll be stronger. Say, the anointing is on me. See, see. Put your hand and say, the anointing is upon me. In the name of Jesus. Don't tell me you don't have foes. You don't know. You think they are your friend. 
But very soon you'll find them out. The things they can say when they, when they are position are under threat. You know that she's not your friend. I don't care who it is, your mother, your brother, your sister, father. What they are saying, they are telling you what's inside them. Watch it. God is exposing them. So that the next move you make, you will know that you have foes. And listen, no matter how close they get, God is going to beat them down. I say your God is going to beat them down. I say your God is going to beat them down. So listen, as you anoint yourself today, see yourself like David. David could not be overthrown. Do you know the people of Kayla? David went and saved them. And the people who were under attack, they decided to give him up to Saul. Can you believe? So David went to the Lord and said, these people, Kayla, that I have, me and my troops, we've come to deliver them. Would they deliver me to Saul? They will not deliver me to Saul. The Lord said, brother, leave that place quickly. These people, you've sent your troops and your energy to help them. They will kill you right now. May God expose your enemies to you. Somebody you are trying to help and bring up, but they have a dagger in their hands. May that dagger never touch you. Whilst they are plotting it, this is what the anointing is going to do for you. I said the anointing, this is what it's going to do for you. And you see, most of the time, you don't even know that God has been fighting because his precious oil is on your head. Shout a big amen. The next point, number 24. Mm. It said, but my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him and in my name shall his what? Shall his what? Horns be exalted. Now, one of the signs that God is with you is that you are exalted. You are going to be exalted. These are the meanings, literal meanings of what the oil will do for you when the oil comes upon you. And the oil is upon you already. I'm just here to confirm you, to make you aware that the oil is resident. <laughs> Can I have an amen? So listen, God is going to exalt you. That means that he is going to lift you up huh, and he's going to showcase you different from everybody else. He said, because thou loved righteousness and hated wickedness, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. When we say exaltation, we are talking about your contemporaries. Look at yourself very well. I think you are doing far better than many people. When I look at me and I look at my mates, nobody lives anywhere close in this area. It's a sign that I'm anointed. Even those who were born in this community, they couldn't stay in there. They had to move out of the area. And me that was born on the backside of the desert. Look at where God has placed me. God is going to do the same thing for him. Some of them come here. They are like, what? The pastor? Yes, the pastor. He's the one. Come on, let me hear him. Man. The man opposite here. He's 70. He was about 78 years old when he born. So this place is an ancient territory. Not for boys like me. But look at what God has done. Listen, God would exalt you among your... I can't hear your amen, do you hear? I say, this is what the anointing is doing, you know. And don't think it's overnight. Just as you are watching, you see that you are becoming more distinct. I say, you are becoming more different. Receive the oil of exaltation. May your name be known and mentioned in secret places. In the name of Jesus. When they look at you, they see that you are so young. When you see some of my mates. You don't believe the way they look. 
Some of them, their stomach like, they look like 69. Oh yes, but look at me. Very cool. You see, God knows how to beautify his own people. Look at you, so beautiful. Well, go and look at some of your mates. They look baby already. But you, as you appear in Zion, you are get, you, are, you know, you are being beautified every day, every day. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. I'm telling you the truth. When you look at some of your people who don't go to church, they are brabon, all their faces are wrinkled. You don't have much, but because you appear in Zion, you are moving from glory to glory. You are not clapping enough for me at all. See, this is what the anointing will do for you. When you stand with your old clothes, your clothes will be glittering because of the anointing. They may buy the designer clothes, but you, there's an anointing upon you that even preserves the way you look. Mm. Have you seen a fetish priest who looks so fine before? I'm asking you a question. Look at the environment in which you are sitting. Is it not God? Yeah. I've never seen a fetish spirit who looks so beautiful and young. Every day their face is like that. Like the gods they are serving. Ah. When you see the monstrosity of the God, that is how the worshippers look like. But your God is light. That's why you are shining. I said you are shining. Clap your hands and give him praise. I said, clap your hands and give him praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are shining. You don't know. You see, because when you are in light, you don't know that you look nice. But when you fall into your company, your old, some of you, when you go to your old schoolmate gathering, gathering, you realize that God has brought you very, very far. I said, very, very far. And the anointing is changing your life. I said, the anointing is changing your life. Every step of the way, you are getting better. Ah, I say you are getting better. Ah, I say you are getting better. Look at us as a church. This is not how we started. Look at where God is taking us. It's a sign of a resident anointed. Of the issues, we are still standing and we are getting stronger. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, the effect of the absence of the anointing, but now all of us have scattered. But the anointing, it keeps and it's able to elevate. That anointing is also upon you. I want you to believe me tonight. Am I okay with you tonight? Shout a big amen. amen. The next point is point number 25. Verse 25. Go to 25. What does it say? It said, and I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. When David was king, Israel boasted of the greatest land territory. They took as far as the Mesopotamian river. And as south as uh, Egypt, they occupied all the regions in between. They crossed rivers. They crossed Canaan. They took possessions of land. When the anointing is on you, you would expand. I said you would expand. Receive expansion. Receive expansion. Look, if you stay in one place for a long time, it's because you don't know you are anointed. But today, begin to receive expansion. Look. Somebody came to see me today. You know, I told you about your egg business. I knew that that word is for you. He said he sells 1,500 crates a week. It's for you. And you, help her. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
Why would somebody come and tell me the number of crates they sell in a week? Well, yes, I was telling you about you have to expand your business. 1,500 crates. How much do you sell a week? How many crates do you sell in a week? 20. Wow, shit. 20 crates per week. I command expansion. Your, your house will be an egg center. 20 crates. What are you making? You know your blessing will be in volume. I'm going to pray for you to receive volumes. Come on, I can't hear your amen. amen. When you wake up, go to shops and say, we have sell eggs. We sell the best eggs. You move from 20 to 200 in a very short time. I mean a week old. Come on, receive expansion. I said receive expansion. In the name of Jesus Christ. So what the anointing does for, it gives you expansion and dominion. David conquered and took territories. You are going to be anointed to take territories. This church is going to be anointed to cross rivers. Now, if you have never traveled before, get your passport ready. Because, clap your hands. You've never traveled before. Get your passport. Do you have a passport? The fact that you don't have a passport is a sign that <laughs> you know the belief. Do you know you can be anointed and not know? That's why God is telling me to show it to you tonight. Are you being blessed tonight? Yeah. Now, one of the signs that you're going to travel is to go get a passport. So if you are here, you don't have a passport, go and organize one. The anointing is going to open that door. Listen. You cannot be anointed and stay in one place and die a local star. I doubt the anointing upon your head. Even Togo, you have never been to Togo. Cote d'Ivoire here, you've never been there before. Hey, South Africa, you've never been to South Africa. For what? When you are anointed, your coast is enlarged. Your territory is expanded. Receive that anointing tonight. Receive that anointing tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will travel. I say you will travel. And the first sign is that you have a passport. When you don't have a passport, you don't believe it. Because look, I told some people, I said, do you have a passport? Opportunity to go to Lagos. He said, we don't have. This one, this one said, he doesn't have. I said, okay, you lost it. Lagos, yeah. You go and sleep in a hotel. And then, you know, they give you like ambassadorial treatment too. But they didn't have passport. What's your only passport? The anointing will cause you to expand. Haven't you seen village people travel? Sometimes I go, I was in Germany. I say, where did they pass to get here? And you anointed of the Lord. You are sitting in one place. I said, how did these people get here? I mean, some local people. I mean, village, villageois. They are in Germany. Your hands are, you can't even go to Germany and come back. Today, may the anointing increase you. Your amen sounds very, very weak. In the name of Jesus Christ. When you go to the embassy, they will look at you and they will give you a visa. I can't hear your amen. Amen. Now, why haven't you 
gone to the embassy before? Answer my question. The anointing is on you, but you are sitting in one place. I know some people, they, <laughs> they do applications for people, to, but they, they never do the application. They, they, they are so afraid. Hey. The anointing for expansion is to take on your fear. I say it's to take on, I, I, I can't shout, I'm fasting. I say it's to take on your fear. Let me hear your amen. Yes. Go and challenge yourself. And go to the embassy. At least let them bounce you. At least you see the inside of an embassy. Come on, let me hear you, amen. And the fact that they deny you a visa doesn't mean that it's over. In fact, it's a sign that next time you go, they will give it to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? If one of the things the U.S. Embassy, if they have not bounced you before, you won't get a visa. They have to see, okay, when did you come here? Two years ago, okay. What did they tell you? Why didn't they give you the visa? So I don't know. Go and come back. So a visa denial in your passport is a sign that you are getting ready to be promoted. I'm telling you the truth because I've experienced it. I'll tell you what I'm telling you. I've seen. But you are afraid of passports. Go and get your passport. I see you go to Dubai and come back right now. Ah, in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, some of you here, if you just put your mind to it, six months, you'll be traveling all over the place. You don't know that you're anointed. I'm opening your eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. Shout a big amen. Next point. Number Six, twenty-six. Let's read it. He said, "He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God." And there, you see, come on, say relationship. What David did and what Saul did, they cannot be compared. But yet, still, God said His eternal message. You will never take it from David. Huh. Some people, when they go off, be careful what you go and say. They have some relationship with God. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you the truth. One day, I arrested somebody who stole my building materials on the site. And when I arrested him, the man whose work I was doing was not happy with me. I said, ah, why? But this is your security man. He stole materials that I'm using to build your house. Why are you angry? He said, my brother, you don't understand certain things. He said, this man, he fought for the land. He fought for me to get the land that you, I'm giving you a contract to build on. And if he has stolen two by four and two by six, what right do you have to carry him away? Me that I thought I was doing the right thing, I fell in the place of disfavor. I didn't know. Listen. It's not everybody that you go and point your finger. You don't know. And I'm telling you that you are that kind of person. Hmm. Miriam was talking about Moses. Aaron too did the same thing. When the Lord came, they put leprosy on Miriam and they left Aaron. Have you seen it? You see? There are levels of relationships. I'm telling you the truth. So some people, they do things, they go free. You try, you go to jail. The first thing you try, you are pregnant. And the pregnancy, you try to abort. The people will not come out. 
You will do everything. Uh-huh. Say, ah, I thought everybody is doing it, but you are anointed. I said you are anointed. Come on, clap your hands and say a big amen. You are anointed. So when everybody is doing it, you alone, you go and try. Problem, because you are anointed. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? So David killed. David committed adultery. David did so many crazy things. Yet the Lord would not take his message from David. And you are sitting there, you are saying, ah, God, why? He said, my sure message is with David. You can come to a certain place, you see, God can blink over your issues and be using you. Hello? Somebody suffers the same thing. Instant judgment. Look what happened to Saul. Saul just small disobedience. He did partial obedience. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't take anybody's wife. God stripped him of the glory and the kingship. But look at David. David, this man loves women. Do you know David had venereal disease? I will show you. I mean, serious stinking sickness. You'll be shocked. Yes, the God, God, somebody who's going chasing women. Eh? I say, I got you now. You are going to die. God still healed him of that venereal disease. Say the anointing. I can't hear you. May you crave for a kind of relationship with God. Come on, let me hear you loud. Amen. Amen. Number what? Seven. And said firstborn. He said, I'll make you a verse 27. Let's read it together. And I'll make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the do you know the the Israeli flag is the it's called the Star of David. Every king that came is compared to David. Every king, from Solomon. So even Solomon, with all his wisdom, could not be compared to David. And they didn't work. So, so David became the standard bearer to measure whether a king did well or not. You become a standard bearer in your family. When they talk about your family, they say, are you as good as Didi or Eleven? Can I, can I preach to somebody? Else? Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? So listen, God is going to take you higher and he's going to set you up as the first and the standard. Do you believe what I said? To say, I'm anointed. Say, say, say. Say three times. Two, three. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. You are going to be the standard bearer in your family. In my family, I am the priest. I brought the kingdom to the family. Zikalucha. You will bring the kingdom to your family. The first person in your house to be called a pastor will be you. Oh, they didn't. I said the first person to be called. Do you understand what it means that an honorable man is in your family? A man of God. I say a man of God. I say a man of God. You'll be the first in your family in the name of Jesus. Ordained, anointed to teach and to preach and to draw people closer to glory. Clap your hands and say a big amen. Yeah. You'll be the first person to be ordained a reverend minister, a pastor in your family. Glory to God. And everybody who comes, they'll measure with you. Do you remember this guy? He was our first person to become a pastor. And he's brought so much dignity to our name. When they mention your name, they will remember the works you did for God. And it's going to open doors. I said, it's going to open doors. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Wow. The next one is what? 28. Mercy and healing. Say mercy and healing. Go to verse 28. Are you there? He said, my mercy will I keep for him for evermore and my covenant shall stay. Hey. Say the anointing. Come on, I can't hear you. Look at, look at what God is saying. He said, my mercy will I keep for him. Now, go to Psalm 38 verses 5. Let me show you what happened to David. Psalm 38. My God. Hmm. Verse 4. Look at this. It says, for mine iniquities are gone over mine head. As an heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. What is foolishness? Sexual sin. Have you seen it? He said, I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are filled with a loathsome disease. And there is no soundness in my... Where is your loin? Where is your loins? Hello? Who at the loin? When they say a man's loins, he's talking about his waist area. What kind of disease? Do you have waist disease? You're all getting quiet on me now. I'm saying that, you see, God is going to heal you. You see, if you are anointed, sicknesses can't kill you. Hallelujah. David was very careless with his loin because he inherited some curses in the line of Judah. He didn't die. You will not die. When men said, in fact, he said, ah, people pass by and say, ah, they shake their head. David is finished. The mighty David, this is his end. You are falling into a hole and people are clapping and laughing. Say, finally, we got him where we want him. Let's say, you will come out. I said, you will come out of that hole. That pit they have set for you because of the anointing, it will lift you out of that place. Can you receive that word tonight? That is the power of the anointing working on a man's life. I see you anointed. I see, tell anybody, I see you anointed. That's it. The last one. Blessed generation. Verse 29. Look at it. Look at it. Mm. Thank you, Lord. 89 verses. Can you read it for me? Verse 29. He said, His seed also shall I make to endure forever and his throne as the days of heaven. Look at me. God is going to establish you. So you see, when the anointing came on David, his enemies could not overthrow him. The hand of wickedness could not prevail. Sickness. God vowed a vow that, look, for this man, for what he has done for my kingdom, I establish him forever. That is what the anointing will do for you. This is the external effect of the anointing working for you. But essentially, anytime you are prospering in life and you are taking steps, is a sign that you are anointed. Especially when you are born again Christian. Are you hearing me today? And I submit to you, a lot of you are anointed. The problem is that you don't know. And as you put oil on your head, may you remind yourself that you are indeed anointed. Shout a big amen. amen. Now, this is what the anointing will do for you. What do you do for the anointing? There's something that you must do. 
You see, God just doesn't put oil on people's head like that. When God sees somebody who is some way, he just don't leave and releases blessings on them. But you see, the good news is this. When the anointing comes on your head, it will change you. I said it will change you. He will convert your weaknesses into strength. Now, the oil is made of five essential ingredients. Number one is the mayor. Number two is the cinnamon tree. Number three is the calamus. Number four is the cassia. And number five is the olive oil. These five things, they represent what the anointing is. Now, when the anointing comes on you, it must change something on your inside. Now, listen. When we talk about mayor, we're talking about scent and smell. It comes from a tree in the back, around the back. They take that, that part of it and then they, they pass it through steam and then oil begins to drip around it. The essence of that mayor is smell. Now, the Jewish people, they determine people's blessing by the way you smell. And smell is very, very spiritual. It's a spiritual thing. When we talk about discernment of spirit, one of the things is smell. You can discern spirits by the smell. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody was attacked with a spirit, came for a crusade. He went to eat fish in their village. They told him, this fish, your family, you don't eat. He said, oh, what is it? I came from Accra, I'm a city boy. It has no effect on me. He ate that fish. He began to smell like that fish, like 10 times worse. Came for the crusade, gave his life to Christ, and from that time, that smell left. When you are going to hell, which you shouldn't go, the smell that will hit you will collapse. I mean, the smell from it is so strong, it will knock you out, literally. Same thing with heaven. The smell in heaven is so pleasant. Come on, I can hear you. Amen. So in the spirit, smell is a measure of the level of prosperity. When Isaac was blessing Jacob, when he thought he was Esau, he said, see the smell of my son. It's like the dew of the morning. May God change your smell. I say the smell around you may change forever. In the name of Jesus. You smell like Nina Riki, very nice, sophisticated perfume, but there's something in your life that stinks. Today, God will remove it. Uh, you're not here. I say, God is going to remove it. That smell that you see, it makes people don't want to get close to you. Something around you. People just move away. When the oil hits you, it's going to turn that state. You become an attraction. Do you know when people smell good? People are attracted to them. Spiritually, that's what you're going to look like. I say, God is going to cause you to be a pleasant tree, a pleasant smell, a place where everybody wants to come. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of, stand on your feet. Receive it in the name of Jesus. He talked about the cinnamon tree. Say cinnamon tree. The cinnamon tree is a very straight tree. These are the things that constitute the anointing oil. And I'm showing you that when the anointing comes on you, this is how it's going to make you. As it's going to make you straight. Your relationship with people, you'll not be a crooked kind of guy. You'll be a straight shooter. You have to, you have to make a, take a stand with righteousness. Listen, anytime you can't make up your mind between right and wrong, you have a big problem. But as the oil comes on your head, you will make choices very easily. This controversy going between our bishop, Ajinasari, and, uh, 
It's, it's not Nogopo. Nogopo is a town. The, the real thing is called ha, ha, Zag something. I can't remember Zag, Zag something like it. It's the God of Thunder. I, I'm surprised hearing Christians siding with Zagbaja whatever. You don't have the anointing. Hallelujah. Hey, but you should go apologize. The guy has apologized. Everybody's afraid. Are you afraid? Answer my question, please. We can't take a stand with, the, with God. You need to be righteous. You know what David says? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defiled the armies of the living God? There are people who worship Satan. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They've heard the gospel, but they have vowed that they will never serve God. How can that person be your friend? They are children of the devil. Oh, yes. Why are you afraid? That's, that's what it is. You have to take a stand. I don't care whether you come from that, that town. Are you a Christian or you are not a Christian? Or you have small juju in your house? Please show, show yourself well so we see who you are. Come on, can I have your amen there? So, you know, you don't have to commit. So, you know, these things, you have to be neutral. Charlie, we don't know. You don't know what? You don't know what? You don't know what? Why are you standing? Cinnamon. The anointing, when it comes for you, makes choices very easy for you right and wrong. You don't have to stress. May you be straight like a cinnamon tree. I can't hear your amen. I said I can't hear it. May you be straight like a cinnamon tree. In the name of Jesus Christ. What is right, let it be right. If you can't take a stand with your pastor, you are very dangerous. Yeah. The amen has gone down. You see, your pastor has a problem and then pastor cry, we don't know. Yes, some of you, it will never happen to me in Jesus' name. Some of you, when Pastor Otabel got into there, I said, I sent a message, I stand with Otabel. People, people came after me, say, but the contribution that Otabel has made for this country, it cannot be measured in monetary terms. And I chose to stand with him. He, they had problems, but you see, you must decide to stand with right. Come on, let me hear you, amen. Yes. You hear something about your pastor. You even ask him. You have taken sides. You are dangerous. You lack anointing. I say you lack anointing. I say you lack anointing. Shout a big amen. I don't take sides when I hear your story. How come it's so easy for you to take when you hear pastor? Not me. When you hear pastor's story on the... Eh? All these pastors, you, you talk. But you see, when the oil comes on you, it will separate you. You keep your mouth shut. I said, you will keep your mouth shut so a greater temptation doesn't come upon you. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? There's no pastor who didn't call, God didn't call, unless he's not called. Because it is Jesus who appoints the fivefold ministry. Not even the Holy Ghost. Jesus himself, the owner of the church, he said, you have made you a pastor. Hey, be careful. You answer to Jesus. Let me hear your amen. amen. I said, let me hear your amen. amen. That's, that's a cinnamon tree. It makes you a straight. Look, don't, don't double between water. If it is, 
Some of you don't like when we tell you the truth. Pa, pa, pa. No, I have say And then we tell you half truth, half lie. You know, what kind of thing is that? It's always better to face the bullet, take it and move on. We are very quiet now. Hallelujah. You know, I tell you, you are the, the guy. I told one guy, I said, look, this guy you are dating is the wrong guy. He went to spiritualize. He came back because the guy died. And then he found something about the guy. Very wicked guy. Was not a prophet. I said, but didn't I tell you? You don't like straight shooters. One day, one guy was beating the wife. And the lady left. Her. I said, don't go back. You want to kill the woman? I said, don't go back. The guy wrote a long letter to Bishop. May have taken his wife, have collapsed his marriage. Yes. And then me, I'm, I'm a dangerous man. False cap sheets. They send it to Bishop Taki. Bishop took everything. Say, Danny, me, 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 me. Oh, Bishop, you know me. Said, I know you not do that. I say, yeah, easy. Amen. Hey, if you have a pastor who tells you the truth, you are blessed. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. You are not coming to church. I'm telling you, come to church. I love you. Oh, yes. Amen. Oh, I love Fred Price. Yay. Fred Price. He died last year. I haven't seen a man of God so straight. I, I pray to God, give me Fred Price kind of grace. So, so I can speak the truth. Bah, like arrows. Shout. Come on, amen. Because some of you intimidate us. But I, <laughs> the anointing is coming on me in the name of Jesus. You see, some of you, the way you can, you, you, what we speak, we preach to you, you rebel with your foot, you won't come. You take seven weeks off. But I'm going above that level now. Oh, yes. See, the reason why they took Jesus to Egypt because Jesus was a baby. Now, if you have a baby church, you have to be very careful. You have to have baby. You have to be very babyish. God, if you go and act big. <laughs> You go and talk, some, some bishops are talking. You go and open your mouth, your church will finish. Why did they take Jesus and run with him to Egypt? They have to take everybody small, small. Are you hearing me? Pastors, are you listening to what I'm saying? Your thing is a baby. You are going to give fufu and banku to you. Everybody will die. So you have to have baby strategies. You have to baby them all. Oh, careful. Miniano. <laughs> Clap your hands and say amen. The next, the next is the calamus. Calamus is a reed that grows in water. But before you can harvest it, usually it will bend over like that. The top. The oil is at the tip. But if it's not ripe until the whole thing bends over like that. Humility. I say humility. These are the ingredients that constitute the anointed. That when it comes on you, you must respond appropriately. May you be humble in the name of Jesus. Do you know that you can smell a proud person five kilometers away? Can smell them. See, a proud look. The Lord can see you where you carry a proud disposition. You don't have to say a word. The way you carry yourself, we know that you are full of yourself. May you be humble. May you be humble. 
And if you are poor, I'm not talking to you because every poor man is humble. I'm looking for rich people who have made it, who are humble. You tell them, you give them instruction, they can hear. Mm. As for most of you that are, you don't have money, oh, pastor, no problem. You buy your own car, like a, like a C-class or maybe S-class. You, and you don't complain about parking. They know that you're humble. But when you come, no, wherever is the parking place, you people, your parking is a problem. But you were here before you bought the car. All of a sudden, we have parking problem because of your new car. We beg you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you see, not three because I want to see mighty men who are serving and they are humble. Mm. Come on, let me hear amen. Some of you, God is lifting you up. May you never get to that place where we can smell pride. Because the oil, it has to make you bend like that before you can get it. The, the tree, the, the, the reed, it bends like that before you can harvest. May you incline your ear to God's word. Come on, I can hear your amen. May you incline your word to those who have been sent. Everybody must obey somebody. You must obey your husband. Come on. I say you must obey. Your husband is your heady. I say heady. I can't hear your amen. amen. The charismatic doesn't make you any more flamboyant than your pastor. The scriptures cannot be broken. Amen. I, I, when we had a, a couple's retreat, I told them, a woman, when she goes to work and she gets her salary, she, she brings it and gives it to the husband. Honey, this is all my salary gives to the husband. People started laughing. <laughs> like you are laughing now. <laughs> For a woman to take her side, say, oh, how do you say my love in tree? Eh? Titus, where's your wife? Is he here? Like Maggie has gone to work. And she has taken her salary. And then when she's coming, she says, Oh, Gio. No, I say, Oh, honey, it's my salary. <laughs> the modern day charisma, I say, Kai Charlie. Me, Anga Samisika. Ah, if I'm out saying, You see, you are having problems already. But you see, when the man is saying, I've never had problem with my wife, I say, Ah. Uh. It's because your wife can. <laughs> That's why he says, so you are looking at yourself and say, okay, then why am I having problems? And if you are not careful, but it's because one person has. Are you tired of me tonight? May you be humble. Some of you, listen, for you to be married. He has God will, you know, like the, the olive, he will just strip you of certain things. Let me hear you, amen. amen. And it's going to be a great honor to you because of the anointing. Amen. I said because of the anointing. Amen. So I talked about, so I've talked about the word, the mayor, the word. I got cinnamon tree. We talk about the, the third one. What's the name? Calamus, Calamus tree that bends. And then we have the acacia tree. The acacia tree has a certain kind of leaf. 
the leaf is used to purify the, in, the, the inside. That's, that leaf, that's what they use it for. And you see, the cleansing power of the Holy Ghost, you must always, that's why I say when you're going to sleep, pray. Do what? Do what? Before you sleep, so that you see anything you have done, you don't sleep with it, because you may not wake up. And you find yourself in hell. Because you didn't forgive your wife or you didn't forgive your husband. Can I have a neighbor? You insulted your boss. Let me hear your loud amen. You think that the thing is easy? No, it's not. So you cleanse your inside. I see the Holy Ghost. He said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of mine be acceptable in thy sight. Oh God, my Lord and my Redeemer. Let me hear you, amen. The last one is the merit. It says the uh, olive. Say oil, olive. Olive is fatness. You see, when they describe Israel, they use two things. The fig tree and the olive tree. May you be fat. May you be fat and flourishing. In the name of Jesus Christ. But it is prepared through crushing. Say, my son, do be not mad at the rebuke of the Lord Jesus. When God corrects you, don't be angry. Come on, let me hear you. Amen. Well, we should be able to correct you so that you can bear more fruits. It's the crushing. It's the crush. So they crush the, the seeds. And then you see the oil begin to drip. Every experience you have had, it should lift you to the next level. Every brokenness you have had, it should make you a wiser person. Are you listening to me tonight? Because you see, every painful experience must bring olive out of your life. For every season of your life, I prophesy to you, you are going to look much better. You are going to look much glorious. You are going to be like the olive tree. When the Bible was describing, it said your children shall be like the olive tree around your dining table. I prophesy your children will be so beautiful. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands, begin to praise God. Relo kapasia. Pray, pray, pray. Reketete yosheke. I am anointed. 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 Speak to yourself. 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 Come on, pray, pray, pray. In the name of Jesus, Put Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 8 on the screen for me. Zechariah chapter 12, he said, In that day, the Lord defends the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them, at that day shall be as David. Come on, say I'm David. Ah, I can't hear you. Then he said, and the house of David shall be as God, and as the angel of the Lord. Hey, my God. Please put it on the screen. Zechariah 12 and verse 8. Look at it. 
It says, the day that the Lord will defend Jerusalem, the weakest person in their camp shall be like David. So I have the authority and standing on scripture, I prophesy to you, you'll be mightier than David. As a carpenter, you'll be mightier than David. As a housewife, you'll be mightier than David. In the name of Jesus Christ. Zechariah 12 and verse 8. Come on, help me somebody. Shout a big amen. Say, I'm mightier than David. Say, say, say. I want you to see that scripture. You see, there's something about seeing the word. It has a way of affecting you. Let's read it together. In that day, in that day, uh -huh, the Lord shall what? And he that is, what is feeble? What is feeble? Weak, your knees, you can't stand up. He said, the feeble among them, that day shall be us. Shall be us. And the house of David shall be as a God. We declare this house the house of God. Ay, 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 ay. We declare the house of God. In the name of Jesus. And the angel of the Lord before them. That means that for you to be a kind of David, an angel must always precede you. I release your angels. Amen. I release your angels. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lift your voice. Pray in tongues for 30 seconds. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. You are more than David. Oh. David's foe were beaten down. David's enemies could not exact on him. David, when he was sick, God delivered him. He showed mercy. He never took it away from David. Don't ever come to a place where you say, my life is over. Ah, God has finished with me. God cannot finish with you because you are stronger than even David. I need somebody to pray tonight. I'm stronger than David. I'm stronger than David. Say to yourself. Even if you are a woman, say I'm stronger. I'm stronger. One of the signs of the anointing is your ability to recover. Absalom took over Jerusalem and drove David in his boxer shorts out of the city. He came back. Listen, your life is not over. I said your life is not over. The God who restored David, he will restore you again. When you fall, you will rise again. When they say your life is over, God will be getting ready to put another kind of glory on your life. That will cause men to wonder because a greater than David is here. Shout amen. Shout amen. Now receive the comeback anointing. Ah, the things that are threatening you, some of you, you are being threatened. It's as if your life is going to be taken. It will not happen. I said, they cannot exact on you. I said, they cannot exact on you. I said, they cannot exact. The anointing will fight them. The anointing will defeat them. The anointing will cause them to bow. The anointing will cause them to prostrate. The anointing will cause them to flee. The anointing will cause them to be confused. The anointing will cause you to stand. The anointing will cause them to fall. The anointing will sustain you. The anointing will keep you. The anointing will cause you to march on. The anointing will cause you to rise. 
Let's close because we have to continue tomorrow. Bring the baskets. I don't need baskets. Come and drop your offering quickly if you want to give my mama. Just drop your offering here. Heaven is a. The key is too high for me.